podcast. Dobie, today is an exciting day. I feel like I'm entering into my world. I'm bringing you with me. I'm bringing the listeners with me. We're going to talk about high intensity interval training and low intensity steady state cardio. Sammy, as I was laying in bed early this morning, staring at the ceiling, I said, I wish Sammy would lead us into this episode and talk about all the things that you just said. But let me back out of the way and let you go. Hit versus list workouts. My favorite topic to talk about, literally what I'm getting my master's in, exercise physiology, talking about diabetes, how they affect the blood sugar. I'm excited. I'm pumped well, up. Let's bring listeners in there because I'm a little, I never heard of this hit list. Is this, uh, to me, is this some kind of new, uh, Social media, I don't know about. I had a hard enough time getting on Twitter. So I let's mean, explain it for people like me. Okay. So let's start it out. Oh, High intensity <laughs> interval training. That's called a HIT workout. Okay. They're typically short. They can be anywhere from five minutes to 30 or even 45 minutes. But by 45 minutes, you're going to be like, holy beep. Well, you, you can work out for five minutes and then have to be effective. Yeah, any workout can be effective. Any movement is effective movement. That's what I like to say. And that's what my professor told me, Dr. Oh, I would think like maybe like running across the freeway, that would take about five minutes. That would be pretty high intensity. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that might get your adrenaline going when you see the car is about to plow into you. Yeah, check your reflexes okay, too. So high intensity interval training and low intensity steady state cardio, Good. which that can be anywhere. And that's typically from 45 minutes to 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. Which is like what you do when you go on a walk. I go for hour 40 to do 10,000 yeah. steps. Yes. See, that's killer. That's my point. So you go, that's a lot. That's like what I do. It really clears my mind, but that's a low intensity steady state cardio, 45 to 60 minutes. So what I want to chat about is how both of these affect your blood sugar and kind of like the differences in them and what are some exercises you can do, how they can raise your blood sugars, how like different kind of things that happen and the different mechanisms. So. Okay. With high-intensity interval training. High-intensity interval training is just known basically to increase your glucose metabolism in your muscles and improve your insulin sensitivity. This is because overall high-intensity interval training is rapidly using your glucose, which Mm -hmm. means you're constantly breaking down your glycogen stores and your body's going through the glucose so you don't need as much insulin, which means you're more insulin sensitive because there's not an excess of insulin being produced and your cells are utilizing it. So they're very like sensitive to insulin, okay? Makes sense, gotcha. Now, high-intensity interval training, like I said, it is something that can be anywhere between five minutes and even 45 minutes, which I do not recommend doing a high-intensity interval training for 45 minutes, but to each their own. If that works for you, that works for you. An example of this would be any exercise that is a short outburst of movement. So burpees, which means you jump up in the air, you jump to the ground, you jump out in a push-up position, you do one push-up, you push back up, and you repeat it. Jump, go to push-up position, push up, jump back up, and stand it. And you would and do that for I'd go 40 right to the ambulance. I go right to the ambulance right after and that. the ambulance, and then we tell him no more high-intensity interval training. <laughs> so that's an example. That would be like one thing. Like you do 40 seconds of it on, 20 seconds off. And there could be four exercises in this. So I could say, we're going to do four exercises today and you're going to do 40 seconds on, 20 seconds off. And in between each set, so each one, like a set incorporates all four exercises. In between each set, you have a minute break. And if you're doing it three times, then that's going to be a 15 minute workout if total, if you're having a minute in between for a break. 
is four exercises a minute, basically each because 40 seconds on, 20 seconds off. That's 12 minutes with three minute breaks. So 15. So that's a 15 minute workout. And you could do burpees okay. and then you could do jumping jacks. 40 seconds, pause 20 seconds. 40 seconds, pause 20 seconds. You could do mountain climbers, which is when you're in a plank position and you bring your knees alternating to your chest and you have 40 seconds on, 20 seconds off. That's, the a, hard object, that's a hard one. That always kills me. The mm-hmm. object is that you're getting as much energy bursted out as you possibly can in a shortest amount of time versus your heart rate is getting up and at them. Your heart rate is going to go from 80 to probably like 170. You want that heart rate up. And mind you, it doesn't have to be like that. You could do high intensity interval training. That's no jumping. For example, there's hit workouts that have no jumping, or you could do a hit workout just for your abdominal muscles where you do different exercises, 40 seconds, wait 20 seconds. You could do a thing called a Tabata workout. And that is you do 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off, and you do that for eight rounds. Wow. But okay. the object, you're putting all your energy into it as fast as you can. And the goal is that you're burning through your glucose and your glycogen stores. Okay. Mm-hmm. The thing about hit workout that's interesting, you could stop a hit workout and it would literally like afterwards, you would still notice your blood sugars are dropping or you would be still losing like burning calories after that kind of thing. That's what hit high intensity interval training is. Got it. It's basically improves over a longer period of time, but it's very beneficial. And I mean, it's basically like it lowers your like visceral tissue, your fat tissue, um, especially around like your waist. And it's just extremely healthy for those that are living with diabetes to do that. However, this is my big thing. Your blood sugars can spike with high intensity interval training. Diabetic or not, your blood sugars will spike. What's the reason? So the reason is because when you have diabetes and you are doing an intense workout or you don't have diabetes, short bursts of activity typically signal to the liver to release glycogen, stored glucose glycogen. So when I say you burn through your glycogen, you are burning through it because you're burning glucose and your glycogen is releasing glucose. However, if you do not have insulin in you, like somebody that doesn't have diabetes, the glycogen that's breaking down and pumping glucose might be over pumping it because your adrenaline from the short burst activity is like, we need more glucose, we need more glucose. And it's causing you to spike. But if you take like a little bit of insulin before, or for you, for example, you do a two mile walk before you do a HIIT workout, Mm -hmm. it would allow your muscles to utilize the glucose and not cause a high blood glucose levels. So it's like a warm up. Yeah, like a warm up. Like you're warming it up by having like either insulin or slow and steady cardio where you utilize it. It's insulin sensitive. But a lot of times after I work out, which just happens to me, I'll do a HIIT workout. And after my blood glucose spikes and I'm like, what the heck? I was 80. But as soon as I stop working out, my liver hasn't been signaled to yet to stop pumping out glycogen. So it keeps pumping out and I'll go from 80 to like 200. Now I got a, st- a stupid question, but it's it's honest and sincere. Now to yeah. get started in a hit workout program, it's always you got to kind of ease into it. But if you're only doing a few, it probably wouldn't have the effect that you need to get it going. So I would say because I think it's human nature to try to you overdo it. You overdo it once, you hurt yourself, maybe you get too tired, and then you stop. So what's an effective way to get in the groove so you can get the benefits from all this that you're talking about? Okay, so I think personally, starting out for anybody. If it's your first time ever doing high intensity interval training, I say start with a six minute hit workout. And that could be 
three exercises and you do that two times through, like two laps to through. So okay. your three exercises and you wouldn't do a break. It's only six minutes. So your three exercises would be jumping jacks for 40 seconds on rest for 20 seconds. The next one would be sit ups for 20 seconds. Sorry, 40 seconds on, 20 seconds off. And the last one could be squats for 40 seconds on, 20 seconds off. So you would do jumping jacks, abdominal crunches, and squats. And you would do that three exercises, two laps. So three exercises. And that sounds doable. Yes. And you would start with that. And then as soon as you feel confident in that, then you can try doing the eight minute high intensity interval training. And maybe once you're feel comfortable with that, you go to 10 minutes. Then let's say you start feeling comfortable with 10 minutes. Well, now you can up it. So now maybe you're doing jumping jacks and your abdominal crunches. But now instead of just doing squats, you do jump squats. And Perfect. you kind of make- Now, what are you up to now? Because you've been doing it for years. I'm a weirdo. Sometimes I make- So am I. That's why we're together. I'll do supersets. And supersets are like, I'll do two exercises and I alternate them back to back three times without any break. So I'll do uh, jump squats for 40 seconds on, 20 seconds off. And then I'll do jump squats and then jump squats and mountain climbers. And I'll do that 40 seconds on, 20 seconds off. And I'll alternate that back to back, back to back, back to back three times. That's one superset. Wow. And that being, yeah, six minutes. And then I'll do two more supersets. So like my hit workouts are usually around 20 minutes. I bet you, you burn a lot of calories in it. You really show you feel it. Yes. But I have a tough time because I, I love doing hit, but I do not love that my blood sugars go high sometimes after it. Like, I know that that's normal, but sometimes I don't want to deal with it. Like, I'm like, what? I'd rather just do like a list workout, which we'll talk about in the second half, but because I don't want to deal with it and it can cause that. However, high intensity interval training is really healthy and it does improve insulin sensitivity. So that's why for your case, for my case, for someone without diabetes, I recommend doing one, maybe three times a week you do one. And the other days you do a different workout, but just try to add it in because I think you notice a very big difference. I'm going to start adding it in. We all know I'm obsessed with Diet Coke, but recently I've been trying to find an alternative soda that I can feel better about drinking. That's why I'm excited to tell you all about my recent discovery of Culture Pop Soda. Culture Pop Soda is delicious. They combine organic fruit juices with different spices and live probiotics to make a soda that's fizzy, gutsy, and has only six grams of total sugar per can. I love how Culture Pop incorporates probiotics into their soda, which helps support gastrointestinal health. And Culture Pop has that fizz and flavor we all look for in our favorite drinks. With a bunch of flavors to choose from and only eight grams of carbs per can, I look forward to trying them all. Try my favorite flavor, strawberry and rhubarb, today at www.drinkculturepop.com. Don't forget to use code JUSTTYPE15 at checkout for 15% off. Culture Pop Soda, soda you can feel good about. The Diabetes app is an online community platform that was created to help people living with diabetes find support and information in one spot. On the Diabetes app, you can join groups and connect with other people all over the world and find tips that actually make a difference. And now, while you're using the app, you can collect points and earn rewards. Wait, wait, wait. You're confusing me. What do you mean? What I mean is the Diabetes app now gives you points anytime you like, comment, or post. You can collect these points and exchange them for rewards. We're talking promo codes, accessories, and more free gifts. Whoa, I like the sound of that. So you're saying I can earn free rewards just for doing what I already do? That's exactly what I'm saying. Keep using the Diabetes app, connect with others, find tips, and get rewarded for doing so. 
for my grind has been low intensity and I realized that, but I have to, you have to take it to another level because your body gets, you know, grows accustomed to it and there's no resistance. There's no growth. And that's great because I will prescribe you like a nice little workout thing. We'll do like a three day a week and I'll give you ones and you're going to tell me how it feels. Okay. And there'll be six minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, which I like the one that I told you just now that jumping yaks. Yeah. I like to do it. Doesn't, it doesn't seem overwhelming. No, and what you can do, what's really cool, and for everybody listening, if you've never squatted before, you've never done a squat, which also I'm not yet, like I'm not a personal trainer yet, but I'm getting my master's in exercise physiology to be an exercise physiologist. So, and I've worked out my whole life, so it's not like I'm, I promise I'm not lying to you. If you have never squatted and you are starting a squat, something that could be good, Dobie, is like you have a you have a chair, just a regular chair at home that's sturdy. I, that's one of the few things I have, Sammy. Right. So let's say you're standing I have a chair up. and a floor, and that's it. Amazing. You can have your arms above your head. And you can start by sitting down on the chair, like sitting on the chair and standing back up. And that can be, you can do that for the 40 seconds. If you don't feel comfortable squatting all the way down and you want a surface to sit and to stand back up, but try to keep your weight like still not complete. Like don't like sit and plop, just kind of keep your weight up, but you can sit down to the chair and back up. And that'll be a good modification at first. You feel the strain on the back of your legs, your hamstring area. You feel the strain, you sit down a little, like you sit to touch, to touch it. And then you stand back up. Mm-hmm. But don't like totally like woo like flop down, you know. But I would I'm a say flopper that, from way back. I'm a flopper, but I would say flopper. that's a good, I think, a good indication and a good modification. With that being said, I will make that after for you. We'll share it on our Instagram for an easy six minute interval training that you can do. High intensity interval training. However, I think that we should talk about list workouts because apparently, list workouts is not a very well known thing. Let's do it. Let's learn something uh, as listeners and. All right. So list workouts is low intensity. Yes, you heard me right. The opposite. Low intensity, steady state cardio. L-I-S-S. List. A list workout, low intensity, steady state cardio. Well, obviously that's anything. Like I said, that's you walking, going on a bike, a cycling bike, going for a swim, going on an elliptical, any kind of activity that requires low intensity, but for 45 to 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. Running even, you could jog. And that's a low intensity steady state cardio. If you're jogging, you're jogging and it's staying steady. Your heart rate's staying the same thing the whole time. So when you walk, your heart rate's probably at like 110, 120, and your heart rate just stays that whole time. And what's great about list workouts is that list is awesome for burning body fat because you're staying within that range, which is like your zone two, I guess you could say. And zone two is normally when you burn body fat. And that's when you're staying in a steady state and you're burning through all your glucose glycogen source. And then once you burn through your glucose, it then goes and transitions and uses fat to burn. So when you're walking, you're first well, using your glucose. Once you reach 30 minutes, it's probably like, oh, now I'm going to take from this fat and burn the fat. I got to say that for doing this, I have lost 23 pounds in three months, 90 days. Yes, Dobie. It's, it's amazing. I'm serious. Our slim, I mean, exactly thick, clean. Kidding. <laughs> Our slim, thick king. You see my cold-blooded six-pack. Yeah. Look at the six-pack. Used to have a keg. Now I have a six-pack. Do you have a before and after photo? Yeah, because the one that they use that I can't stand on our website, it's like, oof, now it makes me feel like a pig. But I feel great now. So it's like, okay, when people see us, when we do live appearances, oh, man, you don't Wait, look like your picture. Now oh. I want to see. I see that picture. But I want to see now. Now. Not yeah, well, we, it's a it's a long story, but the, you're you're naturally photogenic. That's why I'm a, co- a comedian. And that's no, so funny. No. Uh, side story: I got asked one time. I joined a, a talent agency, and they said we got you for a modeling job. I said, really? Wow! I show up with a modeling job. You know what it was for? Socks for a catalog. 
So I'm there with all these, these studly, good looking guys and me, and we all have our socks on. They're taking pictures of her. I got paid the same. So I'm thinking, okay, that's the model I am. I have a, I have a face for socks. You're like, I have a face for socks. No, I'm excited though. Because we have a lot. That's a lot. It is a lot. And I feel different and people that know me well. And I don't even say it. I mean, I, I want to tell everybody, especially on the show, because it's like, I don't want to stop. Oh, you're still working out? Because if you don't tell anybody, then it's easy to stop. Now I have to keep going, and I want that. But people now haven't I'm seen so it in a long time. Jeez. Have you lost weight? Well, I'll, I'll stand up. No, no, you, you'll, you'll see the whole, you get the full effect. He's like, no, 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 you need to wait until my prime, and I can. But seriously, my pants fit looser. It's a life-changing experience, and I think I still have a long way to go. It's only been three or four months as we record this. I don't intend to stop this. And the last time I think like I newly diagnosed three months, I changed it, got off of insulin and I thought I'm cured. I got cocky and I said, okay, I can have some more treats. And gradually wasn't right away. I went right back to my old lifestyle again. Now with JMT, I am doing it on a more public level and I'm never going to go back again. I'll never have another soda. You know, like I can say, I just, I know I can feel the goodness then. So I'm listening to keep, let's keep talking about this. Hopefully it'll inspire someone listening that is just diagnosed. It's like, cause it's so overwhelming. Oh my God, you know, uh, uh, 10,000 steps, you're doing burpees and squats. I don't want to do that. Well, it's one day at a time, day after day after day. That's what I think you have to look at. You're not doing it 90 days. You're doing it one day, 90 times. Does that make sense? Yes. And I think what's important too is. Anything you do or anything that you see a workout and you're like, that's too hard. That should never be the approach. The approach should be, how can I modify this so it is doable for me? Right. And that's the biggest thing I learned in basically all of my undergrad and right now even in grad school. Very much of like, what, how can I modify this for somebody? Because at the end of the day, I'm going to have a client one day that's like, I can't do a jump. I can't do a burpee because I can't jump and I can't do a push up. Sure. What I'm going to say is great. We're still going to do a burpee. You're going to go to the ground. You're going to go to a push-up position. You're not going to do a push-up. You're going to stand back up and you're going to stand up and you're going to do one squat and then you're going to go back down and we're going to modify it. And then when they feel comfortable, I'm going to say, okay, now you're going to go to a push-up. You're going to do one push-up on your knees and you're going to improve, but it should never be scary. It should be, how can I modify it? And just because you're modifying, one of my other professors told me this and he made such a good point. He was like, it should never be like just because somebody else is doing a full push-up and you're doing push-up on your knees. One isn't better than the other. Mm-hmm. It's just what you can do. But you can do. And I like that because I think a lot of people get caught up in, well, I feel embarrassed because I can't do this. It's like, screw that. You know, like don't have that mentality. Like do whatever you can do. I cannot do tricep push-ups, which is when your elbows are in. Literally cannot do them for the life of me. Never have. I don't think I'll ever be able to. My sister can do them. No problem. As much as I try, I swear, I don't know what it is. Can't do it. I can do outwards push-ups, not inwards. But you just have to modify and just kind of understand that. So that's me. That's interesting. Okay. But going back to our list workouts, low intensity, steady state cardio. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, for low intensity, steady state cardio, the biggest thing to watch out for is a low blood sugar. The reason for this is that there is no main adrenaline or outburst of activity which means your fight or flight response is not really going to kick in, which means adrenaline or glucose levels or cortisol is not going to be like shot out. Mm-hmm. So there's not going to be any high blood glucose spikes in a list workout, unless you're already high, granted. But if you start at a low number, you're not going to go high. And if you do, it's from hormones or other external factors. But alone from the workout, low intensity steady state cardio is not shown in studies to cause a high blood glucose levels. If anything, it causes low. So like for me, after I eat, Normally my blood sugar goes up no matter what. 
I go on a walk for like six miles and I come back down. And that's low intensity steady state cardio. However, you have to be aware that you have glucose on you or some kind of sugar so that in case you go low. But that's why it is one of the best workouts because people who have a routine like Dobi, for example, you have your routine. It's yes. really healthy. And if you don't do a low intent, like if you don't do a list workout two days, but the other five you're doing it, which that's fine, but you have to adjust because if you're doing a low intensity steady state cardio for four days and the other three are not, you might need more insulin those other three days that you're not because you're implementing it in your routine, which means your insulin mm-hmm. is in your routine. So like for me, I take 12 units of Levomir. And if I didn't work out at all, I'd probably have to up that to 13 or 14. Right. So you have to take that into account. But low intensity interval training is so great. And it's one of the best things. I think it's the perfect thing for people who are starting to work out to just go for walks, start right away going for walks. And I want to say this unsolicited. I joke about it. And we, again, we're lighthearted what we talk about. And I joke about eating poorly and not working out. And that's, I think the average person gets into that rut. But I can honestly say that in only just a few months time, I look forward to eating healthy. I look forward to my daily walks. I do. It used to be a chore. Oh my gosh, I couldn't do 4,000 steps. Then I couldn't do 7,000 steps. Today I did 16,000 steps. Yesterday I did 18,000 steps just because I was in the room. The weather was good. And again, I'm sure there'll be days that I, I, I don't do 10. Maybe there'll be days I miss. But right now it is, is a habit ingrained in me that I almost, I would feel guilty now if I didn't do it in just a short time. So if you're listening and this sounds crazy to you, it sounded crazy to me when I first started doing it, but it gets into you. The endorphins that goes into your, your brain, it truly is a high. It's, it's a natural a high. And uh, they talk about runner's high. Well, I think there's walker's high too. There definitely is. I agree because people look at me like nuts for walking. Sometimes I bring a book and I, which is probably dysfunctional, but I know that there's audio books for this reason, but I bring a book and I read it. And I literally will, I mean, I'm, I know that's weird because it's probably not the safest, but I'm on a sidewalk, but I, I know the streets by the back of my hands. So I just walk and read. And I swear every car that drives by is like, this girl is weird. She's walking and reading. <laughs> and my dad's like, I don't know how you do that. I'm like, I don't know. It just works for me, but I love it. Like I will walk eight miles. The weirdest thing. Yeah. I'm the same way. And, and, and you get down and say, oh, it doesn't seem like eight miles, but it is. I know. And I think yeah, this sounds corny too. You got to learn how to fall in love with yourself. I know, I know that sounds weird, but it's like you have to enjoy your own company. Well, you can listen to any podcast you want or read whatever you want or think about what you want. You're in control. It's your personal time, whether it's half an hour. To me, it's, it's, you know, hour 30, hour 40 a day. It's me mm-hmm. time. Knowing if I want to make phone calls, I can, but I don't have to. So I just, you know, it's learn to make it your own. I love it. I can't, I can't picture not doing it ever again. Good. See, that's what I like to hear. Yeah. And I want our listeners to say the same thing. When we meet them someday, it's, it's like, Hey man, you inspired me. And we, yes, we're inspiring each other. We're helping each other. That's why we're here. It's good because that's what we need. I think this is a great episode for people to listen to too. Cause it's, it's something that like, I have so many people that ask me, why do I go high after I work out or do like a high intensity interval training? And like, we're just not aware of it. And it's tough because I don't think an average person's not just going to be like, know all the answers to everything. Like the only reason I know certain things is because I literally studied it, you know, but I wouldn't have known that. That was my major. My boyfriend says I'm cheating because he says, I feel like this is like, oh, you're like getting your degree in it, but really you've just been doing this since you were 12 because you had diabetes. <laughs> I'm like, 
<laughs> Amen. That's why I'm doing it. <laughs> well, it's a life degree too, though. I think you have to get you know get to know your own body, your own. We're all different in certain ways. Maybe some exercises work better for others, like you said. But once you get into that and start again, fall in love with yourself. I don't mean to sound like Tony Robbins, but you you really have to. It's like, hey, just because I have diabetes doesn't mean I'm a freak. Doesn't mean I'm a loser. Doesn't mean I can't have a good life. Once you learn to accept me and all the things about me, well. Now we can start talking and, and having successful things. Even my friends tell me that uh, my comedy gimmick as a comedian used to be Mr. Lucky. Worst things happen to me. Mr. Lucky. Worst things happen to me. You know, and it's like it was true and it was funny, but it was my real life too. Now people say good things are happening to you. It's like I turned the magnet around in my life. And I really think that exercise is the trigger for that. I, I truly, totally. It made everything else fall into place. I completely agree with you on that. Like mm-hmm. not even a question. Yeah. Well, Dobby, time flies, as always. It does. We got a question of the pod, as we always do, Sammy. What is it? Our question of the pod is, have you ever done a hit or list workout before? Well, you obviously are the queen bee of it. So you did both. Yes, I have done both. I want to, I want to do some hits now. I want to do, you know, get get into that. So hopefully. I think that you should, and I'm going to ride them out for you. I'm serious. Also, I have a shout out to Mindfully Susan on Instagram and she's the greatest. She's so positive and so encouraging and always like messages me and is like, you guys are so great. Like it's so refreshing. I love listening. And I just want to say, Susan, you're the greatest. She's awesome. She's killing it with diabetes and she's an active galley. So. You're the bomb, Susan. Let's send her a D card. Let's send her something. Yes, absolutely. All right, Joby, I'm going to tell everybody, you guys can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at JustMyTypePod underscore Facebook at JustMyTypePod and our hashtag JustMyTypePod. But again, please answer that question of the pod, share it with us, and give us a five-star rating interview to get the diabetes community together and chatty. So, Joby... We are well on our way to 1 million listeners, Sammy. That's what we're doing. Thanks to our pod squad, Queen Elizabeth. Always getting things uh, up, make it easy for us. Zach, our intern, thank you for listening. And one more thing. Let's put that. Wait, Dobby, I want you to end it today. Put the sugar-free cherry on the sugar-free Sunday. C'est la vie, baby. (laughs) This is the Just My Type podcast.